0: We finally made it, and who would have guessed it? The New York Giants and the Eagles and a bunch of other teams made the playoffs that we probably didn't think were gonna make the playoffs, like the Jaguars, the Lions almost snuck in, the Packers are out, Brady and the Bucks somehow are in. It's it's shocking, man. Like I I keep looking week to week, and every team sucks. Like officially, there's no good teams in the NFL, Dave. Like maybe the Chiefs are good. You know, they're pretty damn good because they have Mahomes and they have, you know, Andy Reid out there in Kansas City. But outside of the Chiefs right now, every team is suspect. Like, every team is kind of not that good. And it should make for a great playoff run. Um, Your Eagles are pretty good. But they haven't looked so good as of late. But they're definitely the favorites coming out of the NFC. AFC, it's the Chiefs. Maybe the Bills. Maybe the Bengals. A couple teams are coming in limping. Like the Dolphins and the Ravens without a quarterback, so should be a fun opening weekend. Uh, we're gonna be going over bets. We're gonna be going over our favorite plays for DFS. We're gonna draft some teams. We're gonna do a two and pass. Dave, before we get going here, man, like usually by this point of the season, we know who the MVP is. We know who the coach of the year is. But I feel like we don't. Who is it in your? And if you had to make a decision, who would it be? Yeah, I think MVP
1: is actually. Easy because the way hurts, missed the past few games. I think it's Mahomes, and I think it's Mahomes by a pretty wide margin. Coach of the year, you got me on that one. I think there's so many deserving candidates. You already talked Giants with Dable. You already talked, you know, Sirianni. Um, but I guess, you know, for me, it's Doug Peterson. I, I just think turning a team that had the number one pick two years in a row, into a playoff caliber team, and to have them have a home field game, finish above 500, I just think the world of what Doug has done to that team.
0: Not definitely a good coach. I probably give the slight lean for the Giants because they're so banged up. Um, they don't have a wide receiver, Saquon, and Daniel Jones. I don't know how they win games, to be honest with you. They won some miraculous games early, but yeah, 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 it's close, man. That's what I'm saying. Like, nobody really knows yeah. who. Who deserves to get it? Uh, but it's an interesting weekend, man. Like, outside of a couple potential blowouts, there'll be some close games. Um, Seattle, San Fran kick us off first. Um, this game, look, even though it's Brock Purdy, the Niners are still favored by ten. You know, nine and a half, ten, depending on when you got it, where you got it. Uh, probably sitting around nine and a half right now. McCaffrey in a great spot. Um, San Fran full healthy. You know, Debo, IU, Kittle, um, McCaffrey is a guy that I'm going to be trying to get in this draft cast a little bit later. Um, on the backside of things, look, Gino is a starting quarterback in this league, but really tough defense against San Fran. Kenneth Walker shows up, but again, really tough defense. They're only projected to score a 16 here. So probably off most of the Seattle players, but there are so many different slates where we're going to have to play all these teams, all these players. Whether you're playing just Saturday-only slate, which is going to be two games, or Saturday-Sunday, or Saturday-Sunday-Monday, or every game will have a showdown, you got to do your research on all these games, and we're going to be chopping it up, going over our favorite plays from these games. So uh, make sure you check us out at windailysports.com. Use promo code WINBIG to lock in projections, lineup optimizer, articles. Our guy six Picks is, you know – just going in with the, the projections right now. So, he'll be changing things throughout the week as more news comes out. There's a couple names we're still waiting on. But hop in there, windailysports.com, promo code WINBIG, and hop in that expert chat and really chop it up with us over the next couple of days because it's going to be a fun you know, weekend with all these showdowns. We've got a Monday night game showdown and then all the Saturday, Sunday slates in between. Uh, a game that I really do like for DFS, Dave, you can talk about He talked about Peterson You talked a little bit about Trevor Lawrence, but the Jags are are slight underdogs, two and a half point underdogs against Herbert uh, playing at home. How do you size this game up from a betting perspective, DFS perspective? What do you like? Yeah, just one comment
1: on the Seattle game as well. Kittle, 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 and more Kittle. Seattle's 32nd against tight ends. You know, you really got to get Kittle in any chance you get. And Metcalf, 14 catches against the Niners this year. Um, I think you can get – there with Metcalf because they will be potentially trailing. But looking, like you said, at the Jacksonville game, the better game on the slate on Saturday from a betting perspective, I look at it simply you know, who do I trust more in a big game? Not Trevor Lawrence or Justin Herbert because neither has really played in one. It's Doug Peterson or Brandon Staley. And to me, talked about it earlier. Obvious. I would put in the every day of the week getting points at home i just think is a value here the chargers find every which way to lose games let's not forget that um so i just can't i can't put my money on the chargers as a road favorite they're a more talented team they should win and when that happens it's usually the other side so i'm leaning jacksonville from a benny perspective but from dfs it's all over the place and i think we really got to look at travis again long and we got to really consider making him one of our star players of the weekend because the chargers are really weak up front and running backs have exposed them week in and week out. Even what was it um, last week? I think Latavius Murray got in the end zone once again. So teams continually run the ball against the chargers. We got to look at ETN. And then on another, we also got to look at Kirk. I really feel good about this week.
0: Yeah. This game is going to be the game that I think most people will flock to in the Saturday only slate, even Saturday, Sunday, Herbert's cheap. um, ATN, too cheap. Keenan Allen with a potential slightly banged up, maybe. Mike Williams. Um, he's going to get a ton of targets. He's healthy right now. Kirk in a great spot. Evan Ingram's been good as well. So this will be a game they'll definitely targeting now. Miami and Buffalo. Uh, Miami's coming in, limping in without Tua. And they're going to get smoked here, you know, barring any kind of. Injury to somebody on Buffalo or something wild happening, Buffalo gets a very easy matchup with no tour. Skylar Thompson is not ready for this game. He's not ready to go to Buffalo. Um, this team only scored. They got some something crazy happening in the game. They got a couple points on the board, but they barely oh. beat the Jets. Um, you. If if you had the Jets, you 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 didn't cover late off of that that crazy safety that came in late. A lot of people weren't too happy about that, but. Look, there's still be some volume for Tyreek Kill and Waddle. Uh, it hurts both sides of this game for me because look, Josh Allen, the safest quarterback on the entire slate, you know, Saturday and Sunday or Saturday and Sunday money, however you want to look at it, he's got the most upside, you know, running floor. But they're favored by two touchdowns here. So like, how much Josh Allen do you need for the Bills, who are well-rounded all around the ball offense defense, to beat the Bill? I mean, beat the Dolphins when the Dolphins only projected to score around 14, 15 points. So it lowers some of the ceiling out of Josh Allen. So Digs in a great spot. You know, one of these wide receivers could pop off, not name Digs, like a Gabe Davis or a Dawson Knox or, you know, a Singletary or a Cook in a good spot. They're cheap, get different. Um, a lot of people will still stack up Josh Allen. I don't know if he's worth the 7.9 price tag in a potential blowout. You can't really just, you know, rule out a tight game maybe Skyler Thompson figure things out and and they make some big plays on defense Josh Allen's been you know kind of bad with turnovers as, as of late so this could be a tighter game but blowout is definitely looming here um Dave any betting perspective on this game at all or are you staying away
1: yeah I'm, I'm, I'm staying away I hate teasers but if I did feel a little bit you know Teaser happy come Sunday morning. That would be the best I could do with Buffalo here. I, Buffalo scares me a little bit with big numbers. As you said, Josh Allen turns it over at the wrong time. Um, even last week when you felt like they were in cruise control, got the kickoff return for a touchdown to start the game for tomorrow. Hamley. they Crazy. they found ways to let New England back in. Yeah, um, they would
0: have lost that game if it wasn't for the two kickoff returns. Yeah. Like They scored yeah. 14 you know, special team points. They could yep. have lost that game, and the Patriots potentially could have made the playoffs. But, yeah, this team is – they're kind of destined. They're not destined. They're shaky. They're finding ways to win. You know, it'll help them. But at the same time, I don't know if this is a game to stack up the bills where it could turn into a blowout pretty quick in Buffalo. Yeah, I
1: agree. I think the one name that you said that I think is going to be something that we need to at least put on the board – and, and use as much as we can where we can is Dawson Knox had the six catch 98 yard game against Miami last time out Miami 29th against tight ends. And in a game, you know, that's one of, you know, Allen's good friends. Um, so I think if he gets a little tight down there, the red zone, he's going to rely on his old tight end, his buddy Knox. So I like Knox in this situation. I'm kind of with you. I, I don't know how much Miami I can play. You know, Tyreek Hill came out with a bad ankle. Three times last week. Came in and out of the game. And from that standpoint, I'm off. I I, I really thought he was going to get volume with Thompson because I thought that was going to be a safety blanket. And with his injury, I just can't. So, if I play anybody on Miami, it's Waddle. And that's about it.
0: Yeah, this is the injury that didn't just pop up last week. It's been lingering for like three or four weeks now where he's been battling through. And I think part of it's kind of like just, I got Skyler Thompson and I'm playing her. Like, we can't, it's not that they say he can't win, but, at the same time, like, why am I hobbling around when this dude can't get me the ball regardless and we're probably going to lose? I think part of that is in working into the mix, and if it's late in this game and they're getting blowed out and it's Skylar Thompson throwing the ball, you know, Tyreek Hill upside limited at 7.9. But because of that, you know, maybe some ownership will come off Tyreek. So he's always in play. I won't talk anybody off him, but not a guy that I'm going to be trying to get to. Now, this this next game on Sunday, giants vikings there's players I like on both sides here. 48 total, 48 and a half. Vikings favored by only three at home. Look, Daniel Jones, too cheap. Barkley in a great spot. You have all these cheap receivers for for New York. Um every week it's kind of different. <clears throat> I think Hodgins is kind of emerge as like my favorite guy to go to, but Slayton has. Maybe potentially slighter, higher upside if he breaks a long one here. Um, Hodgins, 4.1. DraftKings is saying take anyone you want. You want Slayton at 4.2. You want Hodgins at 4.1. You want Rick, Richie James at 3.9. Kenny Galladay scored a touchdown thing last week at 3K. So they're all cheap. You know, you got to make sure you get the right one or two um, in this lineup. And then, you know, running it back, you got Justin Jefferson. Adam Thielen's always good for a touchdown. KJ Osborne has been. You know, really turning into the number two wide receiver here. You got Hawkinson as well. You know, Dave, you mentioned two tight ends you already like. Uh, I'm assuming you might like some Hawkinson sure. as well here. You know, he had a, a monster game against the Giants. I don't know how he got 16 targets in a game as a tight end, but he did. Thirteen receptions, 109, two touchdowns. So if you look at the box score, Hawkinson's the best play on the board. Um, because they just played each other a couple weeks back, but Different environment, it's the playoffs here, but this is definitely a game that I'm going to be targeting in the Sunday only slate or the Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Everybody's healthy, good defenses. I mean, good offenses, not good defenses here. So, a game that I like a lot, uh, going into Sunday.
1: Yeah, it's beautiful this weekend. We get what do we get? Uh, six games, right? Everyone is a rematch, you know. So, in in this one, we had a 27 24. Game where 61 yard field goal at the buzzer, you know, decided it for the Vikings. One of their 11-1 score wins on the season, and you just have to understand and you have to realize we're going to get that type of game again, and and maybe not quite in the scoring environment, but we're going to get a nail biter. These two teams are going to play tough, and what I think I like the most about what you said, Hawkinson, right? You're you keyed on how many targets he got. The Giants can't go into this game and play the way they did. Who do I think is the beneficiary of that? I think it's Dalvin Cook. I think they're going to have to get some backers out of the box, and they're actually going to have to guard up and maybe play a little bit more zone coverage. And because then I think Dalvin Cook is probably the beneficiary and the other guys we loved and and, and I agree with, I think Jefferson is in for a big game. And I do like Richie James the most out of those three. 26 targets past four weeks, six and a half on average. Hodgins has been doing great, but give me six and a half catches for a $3,900 receiver. I'm in. So I I think I like him the most on that side.
0: Crazy that both Justin Jefferson and TJ Hawkinson both got 16 targets in that game. Like, for two different receivers to both get 16 targets in a game, it's just bonkers, man. It's crazy. Yep. High-scoring game, you know, it's probably going to be the most popular for the Sunday only. But if you're playing Saturday through Monday, you know, there's going to be a couple pieces in this game. You got to get these wide receivers right. Uh, for both sides i i like saquon too i think he's fairly priced I, I slightly lean saquon over dalvin cook i just think you know madison comes in and he could vulture a touchdown cook can struggle in certain games here um uh, Barkley's the pedigree you know barkley's just that guy um who's gonna be on the field do or die playoff spot he had a big game 10 targets you know in that same mm-hmm. crazy game against minnesota 14 for 84 So he's been super consistent all year long, and I think this is a great spot in a dome. Now this next game, another, I would say it's 90% sure at this point that Lamar Jackson is not going to play. He hasn't practiced in weeks. So, look, this is a blowout. Joe Burrow has looked great. This offense has looked great. They're playing at home. Um, They're a really good team. They're kind of the dark horse, almost favorite still to come out of the AFC or make a run here against the Bills and and against the Chiefs. The Ravens are toast. Um, Without Lamar Jackson, they're not going to win this game on the road. Um, It's a shared backfield with Dobbins and Drake and Hill. And Tyler Huntley can't throw the ball. So I really don't want anybody. I was all in. I hit the lock button last week on on Isaiah Likely. It's the reason why I cashed all my lineups. He was 2.8, smash spot. And it it just opened everything up. But, you know, Mark Andrews is going to be back here. And Andrews, you know, fairly priced. You know, at five point two, um, not in a bad spot. If there was anybody to play on the Ravens side with all the other tight ends on the slate, Mark Andrews might be forgotten. Um, so he's not in a bad spot here. I just think there's a lot of blowout potential here, and even if it's not blowout potential, the Ravens defense, you know, hold in. They bring pressure to Burrow. You know, turn him over. It's just a run game, and it's it's split up. There's not value going to like one or two guys. So. I'm off the Baltimore offense outside of Mark Andrews, maybe get a share or two. No Huntley for me. Burrow in a great spot. Um, Chase in a great spot. Higgins in a great spot. Boyd can always get there. Hayden Hurst can always get there. Um, You want to take a flyer on Irwin. Who knows? He might find a way to get open for a touchdown. Uh, Mixon in play as well, but I'm, I'm off Mixon. I don't really want to run Mixon in this spot, even though, look, there's going to be some touch on equity. They're going to move the ball. The projected score, you know, three touchdowns here. So um, that's how I got this game peg. Dave, how are you feeling about this game? Is this a betting spot for you to, to back Burrow at home? No, I, it's another one where
1: I they might fall in my teaser if I end up going that way. But if I do take a, a straight up play on this, it will lean towards the Bengals. I will tell you this much. If Lamar Jackson plays, I'm taking the Bengals with the points more um, than I am if, T, if if they end up with Huntley or Brown. I, I think it will be a travesty putting him out there. I think it will make him too one-dimensional. I, I saw this with Robert Griffin III years and years ago. Um, shouldn't have been out there, ended up really hurting himself more, and I think that could happen. So we're going to keep an eye on that um, as we get closer to the game. But one guy you really got to keep an eye on is Jamar Chase. In his career against the Ravens, four games – and he's had 30 catches, 462 yards receiving. He's lit them up. Eight catches, seven catches, seven catches, eight catches. Averages 11 and a half targets. This is that one division rival. He gets up for it, and they feed him the ball. So get yourself some Jamar this week. I loved your likely play last week. I don't know if we can go back that well this week. I don't. No, you can't can go, go back. With...
0: Mark Andrews gonna be back, so you can't. Yeah, and way. I don't
1: even think you can go Andrews too. Um, it, it's just um, if they're smart, they just they clog the middle and let the outsides do what they have to do. So I'm with you. I think it's – um, if I'm going to play anything Ravens, it, it will be a shot in the dark on the quarterback, but I, I really doubt I'm playing anything there.
0: Yeah, look, I think the best betting spot, and we've been talking about it on serious. Our, our guy David Meltzer has been talking about it. Me and C have been joking around about it, and we, we've been joking around about it for a couple of weeks now. He we said – Whoever Dallas is playing in the first round, we're betting against them because they're definitely gonna choke. Yep. And they look they look like complete ass against Washington. Like Dax stat line, I think he like completed like seven passes out of 30, whatever. It was terrible. Oh. Um, he looked bad. This team has choked all year long um in similar spots. It's Brady. Brady's at home, they're getting points. Everything's telling me I should be betting Brady here. Um, I might end up betting it. I just want to get the okay from a couple guys over at the sharp app that I trust. Um, and your take and see us take everybody else's take. But Melch has been telling me for a month now, to bet against whoever's playing the Cowboys. Now in this spot, Brady had his best game, you know, in the second to last game when it, when it all counted, uh, he stepped up. This is a, not a good matchup for Brady though. Like this is a team that can bring a lot of pressure. How do you beat Brady? Bring a lot of pressure. So, it's kind of a, a good matchup for the Cowboys, as crazy as it sounds. A team that has been struggling on offense, um, not the best defense. Um, they've been struggling all year. Dallas has looked like the better complete team. If i had to compare them, you know, the entire season over the over the Bucs. But just comparing Brady versus Dak, who's going to lead this team to a win? Um, probably leading Brady here. This is going to be a Monday night game, so we get to all watch it. America's team against Brady, um, and I, Dave. For the first time today, I just happened to be flipping through the channel. With my wife earlier, they're actually making a movie, which is like kind of ridiculous. I don't know if you've seen this trailer yet, but it's a bunch of old ladies who are like eighty years old that are going to watch Brady at the Super Bowl, which is like, did you see this preview, or am I the only one that saw it? Because I just happened to see it today. What no, kind I of? Haven't. Weird Gronkowski's in it, like he's they got cameos in it, so it's kind of weird, but uh, off topic. Um, how do you feel about this game betting wise, DFS wise? You like it, or is it, yeah, is it a I spot agree. to attack that, or what?
1: Yeah, I, I think you know, a lot of the points you said are, are extremely valid. And first off, what's up, Yvonne? Thanks for checking in. Definitely followed your college articles. If you guys did any college football, you definitely watch me and Joel. But Avon was writing them all all the did time. You bet, did, you were... no? note, uh, did you bet Georgia
0: or no? Side note. Did you bet Georgia? Yeah,
1: I swept the playoffs. I bet Georgia hard. So Bro, yeah. I, I
0: bet it hard. And I was on points we're bet, good. you're you're able to do that points betting thing where you can like you get it's almost like you're playing a parlay. Every point you cover by, you get extra. Oh, and I was, nice. gonna, oh, I was gonna do it on there. I swear to God, I was gonna do yeah. them like I didn't have money on my points bet account at that point. So I'm like, you know, I was gonna max out my bets on the other counts, whatever cash I put it on. I made a bunch of money, but like, I was right there about to do it, and would have paid uh, like thirty-five to one. So if oh. I put it would it would have been really really good because I just smoked them by fifty whatever points. Uh, the max you could have won, I think, it was like thirty-five on top of the spread, which would have been nice. Like a hundred-dollar bet would have won you thirty-five hundred dollars, which is pretty sick, but. Yeah, uh, well, I, I just got lazy. I'm like, ah, whatever. It's OK. I just went 100 bucks, 200 bucks somewhere else. So. Take it.
1: And that's what. And then I also had Georgia team total over. So I, I, I doubled down. So um that was done at halftime. It was really nice. And Yvonne, not the only dummy out there. I watched Robert Griffin. I watched Joey Gallo I watched a lot of people say TCU outright. So it's all good. It just happens. But hey, we has got the doubt, name of the movie,
0: Dave. 80 for
1: Brady. That's the name of the movie. It's crazy. I can't. I can't. I won't <laughs> on that one. But um, so it, you bring up a lot of good points. And and do you remember how Dallas finished the playoffs last season? I mean, Probably. it was with a loss.
0: But do you remember how? Yeah. Do you? I don't remember how. I know it was embarrassing, and they just shit the bed in the first round. And they were big favorites about, in the first round. There's about eight. I who they lost to. Not big.
1: Not big. It was San Fran. I think there were two or three points. I, I was big on San Fran, but there were about seven, eight seconds left, and Dak decides he's going to run the ball down the field and slide and try and get. His oh, they ran out of time. Of right? they, they ran started. out of time, right? Yeah, <laughs> they didn't even come close. It's it's not just him. It's Mike McCarthy. It's all the stupid stuff they do that I can't take them to win any meaningful game. Come yeah. December in the Puffs. yes, they beat the Eagles. Good for them. That was with Gardner, but good for them. They played a really good game. This one's big, and I will take TB12 all day, every day. I worry about bowls a little bit, but I heard the offensive lines getting some pieces back, going to help them out there. I'm with you. I, I think Tampa is the side in this one. Um, and, and, and from a DFS perspective, it's a beautiful game. I don't think it's like week one. I think we're going to see some points in this one, um, and I am going to look for that connection of Brady and Mike Evans because – Believe it or not, Diggs, for all his good, he definitely keeps his head in the backfield and they know that. And I think the way to beat Diggs is long. You don't do that with Godwin, you do that with Evans. So i like the Evans to Brady combo. And it caught on really well the last two weeks of the season.
0: Yeah, it's something that we gotta, you know, keep an eye on. Um, it's a situation where that's gonna be, you know, a showdown game. We're gonna have to get shares of all these guys one way or another. It's it's gonna be a tough little slate to play. But I think the best thing we can do right now, Dave, instead of doing like a Saturday slate or a Saturday-Sunday slate, let's cover all the games, have the board way open for me and you to go in there and, and do our thing. So I'm going to pull up the draft cast here. We're going to get to it. And we're going to draft Joel. Um, had too much fun on the PGA draft cast last night with Jason Sobol and Spencer and Sia. So he's a little bit under the weather. So it's me versus you, wild card weekend. Um, and we're going to do the Saturday to Monday slate. So we're going to basically have the entire board to pick from. I know you're going to play your roster with four tight ends. Cause you said you love every single tight end on the slate. I, love so them. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta watch out for my tight ends. So I don't get stuck with a, a bum there, but, um, you can go first, man. It's not going to be tough picking. I made a, I made a, a dummy lineup, you know, earlier today, just messing around, um, at the office. So, Maybe I can roll this same lineup here. Um, You go first, man. I'll go second.
1: All right. Um, One game we talked about we really want to try and get a lot of shares of. I'm going to kick it right off. Guy that was 9,100 last week, down to 84 this week, and playing a much easier team. I'll take Justin Jefferson as my first pick.
0: Yeah, I feel like he's going to be the guy that everybody kind of gravitates to. Yep. Um, It's prime time for him. It's playoffs for him. Uh, There's a reason why – He's been doing what he's been doing. Um, I'll stay with quarterback here. I think Josh Allen might be limited with some upside. Same thing with Burrow, might be limited with some upside. I like the price on on Burrow. Allen in a great spot. But I'm going to go with Herbie. I just think he's going to have to pass the ball a bunch. Get a, a little bit of discount off of Joe Burrow. Um, I currently got him as a guy to go to. He's let me down before, too, though. That's the only thing that like bothers me about Herbert. He's been in good spots all year, but he's finally getting yeah. his team healthy. And I'm hoping for a big game. I don't like Staley. I think he's probably gone if they don't make a run this year you know, in the playoffs and win at least one game, potentially two games, he might be gone. Um, they got smoked by Jacksonville somehow, too, in week three. Different team, different game um herbert did all right 297 but taking a shot on a discount if you want to go safer i think josh allen and burr are slightly safer here but i do like herbert as well all right i'll give you two though
1: let's do the snake way you want to do that
0: yeah i'll go with um i'll go mccaffrey as well um top dog on the slate He's just looked electric um, as of late. and he, had, he didn't have to do much last week. I think Seattle's going to hang in uh, long enough in this game for him to hit 25-point floor in this game. You know, he's just catching passes. He's getting three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine targets in, in close games here. So give me McCaffrey, 8,900. Just, it's going to be all McCaffrey, you know, from the run game. I don't think anybody's going to really take too much away from him. So give me McCaffrey. You got the discount on Herbert.
1: I like it. Hey, I'm going to answer Mark Toth asking us who I will think will make the Super Bowl. Well, I'll, I'll get ridden out of Philly if I if I don't pick the Eagles. So I'm going to go Eagles and, and take that with a grain of a little bit of Homerism. They're going to have to really, to do this, they're going to have to get a favorable path. That's my opinion. And um, the favorable path would start with something like a Giants victory. Um I'd even take Tampa coming here, but um, and on the other side, I'm taking the Bills. I think there's real value in the motion they're going to have, and they're going to have the whole country on their side if it ends up Bills, Chiefs in a neutral site. Uh, and I think this is the year that they they'll get that luck shining down from above. So I, I
0: got Eagles, Bills. How about you, Jay? Eagles have it so easy. You know, if they just stay healthy and Jalen stays healthy, the NFC is is bad, man. Like, it really is bad. You know, it was so bad sure. where I was like, if Aaron gets in and the Packers get in, maybe they can make a run, and they lost the sure. Lions. You know, it's like, that's how bad the NFC is. And we're talking about the Bucks potentially making a run just because it's Brady. It's, it's weak out there. Vikings are suspect. Cowboys suspect. Giants just hanging on by a thread. So it's got to be the Eagles coming out of the NFC, Um, you know, outside of that on the AFC side, still, you know, kind of open as well. I do think the Niners can pose a threat um, as well. And then on the AFC, you know, the Niners would be the team that can really pose a threat to, you know, the Eagles, their defense, they had the coach, they got the defense, and they have every position but a quarterback. And, You know, as much as you need a quarterback in his league, Trent Dilfer, I believe, won a Super Bowl. Um, You know, some other not so great quarterbacks won Super Bowls with a a great team around him. So if he doesn't make mistakes, I think San Fran can beat the Eagles. So just to be different, I'll say San Fran um, on the NFC side of things, and then the AFC side of things. going to say I would love the Bills to finally win when I grew up with them losing Super Bowl after Super Bowl after Super Bowl. Um, but just to flip it from you, I'll go with the Chiefs here. Um, they gutted out again. But I think the Bills are the team. So, you know, I probably would go the Bills. But I'm going to lean Chiefs for this one and go Chiefs, Niners. And I don't know who wins, though. You know? Yeah. I don't know. The Chiefs look – they're the only team that's looked complete all year round. But – Mahomes is they found a way to stop Mahomes the past couple of years in these playoffs, whether it's the Bengals or another team taking him down. Yep. Um, he's 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 stoppable, so uh, it's a, it's like wide open, know. though, man. Like, I would definitely take shots on some teams with some odds here because you never know. Um, with the way there's no dominant, dominant like Patriot team where you know everything is right there for the taking,
1: yeah. Von Wright, Rex Grossman got to one, Kerry Collins. Um, I look back, even Russell Wilson won a Super Bowl. So anyway, uh, I digress. I'll jump back in. Hey, I'm going to go back to this game. We talked about it earlier. Richie James just is going to help me build some other areas. Give me a guy getting about seven catches a game under 4K. Um, You know That's a double-digit's waiting to happen, especially with a Vikings pass defense that's ranked last in the league. And then I'm going to go to that Saturday night game in the rushing matchup I really like, and I'll take Travis Etienne at that – well, Jason, I agree, discount of 6,200.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to mess around with my lineup now because he was a guy that I had penciled in, hoping to get him. Etienne is just – I should have took him before McCaffrey because uh, it, it balances out the stack that I wanted to go to, but you screwed that up for me already. So You're welcome. thanks to you for that. But, um, yeah, ATN should be, you know, he probably will end up being the most popular running back on the slate. Just do the price and do the matchup. Should have picked him first. That was a rookie mistake by me, but um, it is what it is. Kenneth Walker, interesting as well at 6,100. but Etienne's really the guy that I think is just going to emerge here in the best spot. Um, he looks a little shaky at times. Like he's he's like about to get hurt. That's the only thing yeah. that worries me. Him, he's gonna be highly owned. Uh, but I love Etienne. He was in my mock. Now I'm playing around with it to try to get off him. Um going to wide receiver. I'm gonna go a little bit off the board here gpp wise and get some discount you already took a giants receiver so i don't think you're gonna take another giants receiver so i'm gonna go with kj osborne um super cheap he's turned into the number two receiver if the giants you know want to stay in this game i think they try to you know double justin jefferson or whatever you gotta do bracket coverage over him um and that might open some more things for osborne you got to get different, you know, on these two-game slates or four-game or six-game slates. I think Osborne might be forgotten a little bit at 4,500, and he flashes that upside. Um, he's had two big games in the last four games. He's getting more targets, and he's better than Adam Thielen at this point of their careers. So Osborne's a guy that I'm going to go to. And If I'm doubling up here, I will go with Keenan Allen. I'm going to switch up this lineup a little bit because you kind of messed me up. So I'm going to go Keenan Allen. Um, to go with Herbert, he's the number one target, you know, in this offense. So he's going to have to have a big game. You you said he liked the Jaguars to win this game. He didn't play in a matchup in week three against them. So, But in the last, you know, four or five weeks when he's been back, he's got double-digit targets in three of the last five, four of the last six, nine in the other one. He'll probably go over 100 yards in this game. He'll probably catch, you know, eight to ten balls here. And if they're playing from behind for any reason, Keenan Allen should be, you know, in a great spot. I like Diggs as well, but I'm going to go Keenan Allen to complete the stack.
1: All right, cool. Uh, I mentioned it earlier, one of the many tight ends I really like this weekend. It's the highest salary one on the – Slate, and that's George Kittle. He just seems to be Brock Purdy's guy. Even though it's Iowa to Iowa State, he's good. And um, they, they found this really good connection. The revitalization of George Kittle has been a big reason that people have maybe even won fantasy football championships. You know, the past four weeks, he's averaged alone just about 26 DK points in those four weeks. So um, really like him this week and mentioned it earlier, there's another one coming Monday night. I like Mike Evans, too. I'm going to put Mike Evans in there, spread this out. My strategy on this card, if you're going to go Saturday through Monday, is I'm going to try and get value in a handful of games. And, you know, I'm going to leave two, two or three alone, but I'm not going to go full game stacks on this six-game slate. I might get a three-man, 3, three man, four-man at most, but I'm not going to look to get into a five or six. i I think there's value. These teams are good. There's good players. I think you should spread it out a little bit. So that's what I'll be doing.
0: Yeah, you took ATN, so I had to go out there and uh, get some value here at the running back position. So I'm going to go with uh, Leonard Fournette. Just try to get different here at the running back spot. Whether they're trailing or they're winning this game um, in the third and fourth quarter here, he just catches passes. I know White's there, but I think in in a playoff game, in a tight game, they're going to trust Fournette late in this game, regardless of, you know, the, the score here in a blowout, um, where they're winning, uh, Fournette's going to be in there running the ball. If they're trailing, he's going to be in there trying to catch passes and relieve some pressure off of, um, you know, the defense and the front four for Dallas here. So I think Fournette's got to play more in this game for them to protect Brady because that pressure going to come. So I like Fournette to just to be different. Uh, touchdown equity should be good here as long as. Tampa can move the ball, and they're not struggling on offense. 5,300, he scores a touchdown. He catches four or five passes. Maybe breaks a, a couple of long runs to push him over 100. I don't know if he's going to get over 100, but at 5,300, I'm cool with him getting like 15, 20 points in that range. I'm going to look at some of his props um, as well, see where they're at. But as of right now, let me go with uh, Leonard Fournette, bud. All right, you got another one. All right, if I got another one, let's see. You already took a tight end. I got to do some math real quick. Uh, you know what? Yep. Let me get the correlation before you you snipe Uh, my cheap defense. And let me get the Bucks D2. I've seen enough of Dak, man. He's trash. <laughs> I've, I've seen enough. I'm still a little sour because I took a, a prop on Dak last week thinking that I got some good odds on it. Um, and he shit the bed, so got to make some money back going against Dak. 2,600, cheap defense, playing at home. I'm not going to go with the Dolphins against Buffalo or Seattle or Baltimore, um, and, and Jacksonville is the next cheapest defense, but I got Herbert here, so give me uh, the bucks, D. I
1: like it, and you're going to like this. I'm going to go with the Bills, D, and watch what happens when I go Bills, D, at 3,300. after the first six picks in the draft – we spent exactly the same, 34900 Uh, So we got 15000 each to choose from. And uh, I got to get a little creative here uh, of where I'm going to head. So I'm going to go into the running back. And if we think this game's going to go a little bit you know, one-sided, I think we're going to see some more James Cook this week. I'll take him at 4800 Galvin's Dalvin's brother up in Buffalo. He's been coming on of late. I'm going to be interested to see if they actually start to give this guy more of the field time than Singletary. They've been trending that way. I don't know if they get all the way there yet, but man, they, they starting to like cook. So this is a good
0: number. Okay. So uh, I'm going to complete this stack. This is a little bit different than the initial build i, I built, but if you're looking at, at, you know, as far as strategy goes, game stacking will help you try to get different or, or over stacking games. So I'm going to go with Mike Williams and Evan Ingram. Just to be different. I know we mentioned all the tight ends that you like. I like Kittle. I like Hawkinson. But with this lineup and this construction, I want to go double wide receivers for Herbert to go have that upside game. Go for three thirty. Um, as long as Mike Williams, he got a little banged up. He left the game early. As long as he's fine, I'm fine with them. So Mike will, Keenan Allen, going for a hundred each. You know, Herbert throws for three touchdowns, over three hundred yards of passing. Evan Ingram. I love ETN. I like Christian Kirk, but Evan Ingram fits in the mold where I I know I want to go next with my last piece and and it works out with me. So give me Mike Williams and Evan Ingram.
1: All right. I like it. And I think I've I've landed on a spot that it's going to work out for me. It's where, where I wanted to be. And that's going to be the Kirk cousins to rush uh, Justin Jefferson combo here. Cousins has been very solid this year. had one of the best seasons of all time. Um, I think they're going to rely on his arm this weekend. 5,900 leaves me just enough at 4,400 for a very, very nice flex player who has come on quite a bit as of late. And, you know, I'm getting a little exposure to this game, more than I thought I would, but I'm good with it, and I'm going to go Zay Jones um, here at 4,300 to close it out. The guy's just been nothing short of – you know, just phenomenal over these past few weeks, um, saving some fantasy slates. He faded in the last couple weeks, but um, this could be a shootout. I like Zay in this one, and I am I like this roster.
0: Yeah, it's funny. Um, I was just looking at him, too, because I was like, yeah, maybe I'll double stack. I have the same amount of money, but I'm going to go with Isaiah Hodgins. You went with Richie James. I'm going to go with Hodgins. I think you need a pass catcher or a running back from – you know, the Giants. I really do. I think the, all the pass catches are cheap. Saquon a good spot. Probably the highest, you know, scoring total inside a dome. Two offenses are gonna try to put up some points here. Garbage time, however it plays out. Um, I don't think that game's gonna be a low scoring game. So I think Hodgins was a guy I wanted um initially. I I actually got a different I got Hodgins one probably Slayton, upside, and then Richie James third, but they're all if I rolled the dice, I'd be happy with either one. I think they all fit and just get your shares and don't go all in on either of these giants receivers because none of them are elite and it just might come down to who scores a touchdown yep. or who gets that one big play. So I think they're all valuable and it's tough to figure out who's the guy that's going to go out there and have that big game. Um, other guys that I'll mention that, you know, really interesting, you know, if you want to just look at the quarterback position, you know, Josh Allen always in play. Burrow in play. Cousins makes sense. Uh, Trevor Lawrence makes sense. And Daniel Jones, like if I'm going down cheap, Daniel Jones, um, the rushing upside is there. They might be playing from behind a bunch, so he might be the best value on the slate. I'm not messing with Thompson or Purdy. Uh, probably not mentioning, you know, messing with uh, Geno Smith as well. But Geno can, Geno can get sneaky. Um, I mean, they get down big, it could be a lot of garbage time for him, too. So um, running backs, Mixon kind of sneaky. I don't know if I get there in a in a main lineup like Barkley a bunch. Um, probably staying away from Pollard, Zeke. I think it's going to be kind of a split backfield there. Eckler, if I'm going to get to Eckler, I'd rather go to McCaffrey over Eckler. Fournette kind of sneaky. Um, one of these Buffalo running backs could get there. You know, yep. whether it's Cook or Singletary, it's probably going to be a blowout. Having shares of those guys, uh, probably a good option. CeeDee Lamb at wide receiver, we didn't talk about him. I think he's in play as well. Jamar Chase, obviously in play. Um, Stephon Diggs, if Tua was playing, I would I would love Diggs. I would love Tyreek Hill, but I still love Diggs, though. It's 7,600. You know, it's too cheap for Stephon Diggs. So in a great spot. Keenan Allen, good spot. Kirk, good price. Mike Williams, if he's healthy, I like him as well. Um, not so much on, on Metcalf and, and Waddle, Iuke. Um, I like both uh, Jacksonville guys. Chris Godwin in play as well. I probably won't mess with Gabe Davis or Michael Gallup or Thielen or Joshua Palmer, um, but the, the Giants wide receivers, them and K.J. Osborne probably will all go to value you can always take a shot on marvin jones and zay jones as well um both those guys and then at tight end just to kind of round it out we didn't mention dalton schultz great spot 4300 hawkinson Kittle, ingram um dawson knox all these guys are are in play for sure um it's a nice slate man it really is I, i love every slate and I'm going to get into all of them, man. We'll be talking about it in the chat. What are you going to say, Dave?
1: I do. The one I I don't know if you said, but I, I do like Debo Samuel this week. Watch him, 5,900, coming back off injury. He did play last week. I mean, this could be extreme discount city. It could also be bust city. So good for GPPs. Something to keep an eye on. I think Debo could be a, a sneaky under own play.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at props right now just to go over some stuff. CeeDee Lamb sitting around 75 and a half. You got Kirk anywhere from 65 to 60, actually now 57 to 60. Um, Godwin, 65 to 68. Um, McCaffrey, too low as well, man. He's 38 and a half on receiving yards. Um, Might be something to interest us, you know, in the betting markets. Trying to see any anomalies here. Dalton Schultz, 37 to 39. Slayton, what do you think Darius Slayton is? I'll stump you right now. What do you think his, his receiving prop is? 42. 50.5 on the low side, 51 on a high side. So right. that's kind of high. The guy that you just mentioned, what do you think Debo's at receiving yards? He might only be at, like, you know, that 39 range. Yeah, he's 40 on the low side at points bet, as yeah. high as 43 over at DraftKings. Ingram is you – yeah, know, see, you can already start arbitraging some of this stuff. Ingram is as low as 37 as high as 41, which is kind of interesting. Uh, Kittle is over Debo, which is yeah. saying something. You know, from where we started this year to where we ended this year, um, one's really emerged You know, as as the big dog. Hodgins, 43 to 44. Um, Jamar Chase, where do you think he lands? 75, 76? You're pretty good at this, bro. You're pretty good I, at this game. He's 75, 76, depending on the book. FanDuel's got him low at 74 and a half. Um let me see a couple other guys. Justin Jefferson, as low as 91, as high as 95 oof. receiving yards. KJ Osborne, this is one I might actually bet. you get him as low as 38 and a half right now.
1: Yeah, I would have had him oh. about 40. Yeah.
0: Yeah. He's he's at 40 in some spots, 35, 38 and a half on a low side. Um, i might end up betting that Keenan allen pretty high he's 73 to 74 depending on where you get it four net receiving yards what do you think he's at 22 28 to what? 30. That's pretty a lot. high so that's some nice yeah. value at 5300 i always look at props now look at six projections and he actually factors in props too um into his projection models um Vegas is right a lot of the time. Sometimes they're off. Yes. Sometimes they're definitely off, but sometimes they're they're right on the nose, too. Mike Evans, 64 and a half. Um, as you can see, Rashad White, he's only 13 to 15. So they're saying if it's passing down, it's going to be Fournette out there and not Rashad White. So that's definitely something I want to take into account um, when looking on, on DraftKings specifically. Your guy, Richie James, what's he at? He's probably 33,
1: 34.
0: 45 to 47. Whoa. It is so does defense, man. It's, it's I know he's not it, bad, but I mean, he's it. third
1: third wheel in there, and I would have Saquon maybe, You like you said, 10 targets last time.
0: Saquon's only 20 to 22 receiving yards? Yeah. That, that's um, going over. That's going over? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Stephon Diggs, low side 77, high side 80. Hawkinson, low of 47, high of 51. What do you think your boy T. Higgins is at? So
1: he's got a questionable tag on him. And, you know, T. Higgins, we ate up in the playoffs all last year. I think he hit the over in every game. I'll say 64.
0: So this is where you want to start betting, Dave. MGM and DraftKings and Caesars has him at 61.5. Yeah. Points bet, 55. FanDuel, 56. So we might want to hop on T before that number new moves at 55. The only thing that would worry me is blowout. That's the only thing that he won't get there True. if he's a little bit hobble second half. They don't throw the ball, but he could get that in the first quarter.
1: Oh no like doubt.
0: Legit. Yeah,
1: yeah. Baltimore knows uh, they have to guard Jamar, and they got to do something about it. So who's the next guy? Yeah, I, I agree with you.
0: Pollard. This might be one I want to hit too. I I learned my lesson, though. There's nothing more tilted to me than betting running back receiving yards. And, like, they just don't get the target. Like, Pollard as low as 19.5, as high as 22.5. ATN, 15 to 16. Boyd is low. Probably won't get to Boyd. Let me look at the running backs real quick just to kind of see where they're at um, on rushing yards. Um, If anybody has any questions, hit us up now because we're going to be finishing the show in just a minute, but I always like looking at the props and shout out to the sports book. We got props on a Wednesday, which we typically yes. don't have. Yep. Um, so I'm going to be hammering it. Austin Eckler, man, 45 and a half on a low side, 51 on a high side. What do you think McCaffrey's at?
1: He's probably, you know, versus Seattle with a decent, you know, mid middle of the tier rush defense, 64.
0: 70 on a low side, 74 on a high side. Dalvin Cook, 70 on a low side, 75 on a high side. This is a funny one. Daniel Jones. What do you think Daniel Jones rush prop is? Uh, he could be in the 20s, so
1: 25.
0: High of most books are 40.5. <laughs> 40.5. FanDuel has it at 38 and a half on a low side. Wow. Uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Signal Terry can get as low as 44 and a half. Yeah. Zeke as low as 47.5. Um Joe Mixon, who never gets over. Low mm-hmm. is 54. High at 57. Josh Allen, 50 across the board. Every book has him at 50 straight. Under. Uh, Kenneth Walker, 55 to 59. Here's another one I want to attack. Lenny, what do you think he's at? Rushing wise, um rushing wise,
1: he's probably I mean, Dallas actually does not have a great rush defense, so I'll go 50. Guess again, it's lower. Oh, I guess he's at the 40
0: level then. 40. Guess again, lower. Wow, 33. He's as low as 36 and a half right now, and as high as 40.5. How does Leonard Fournette not get 36 and a half rushing yards? In a playoff game.
1: So I mean I, I watch that team a lot and they really do alternate series. So only way he doesn't get there is if for some way, somehow, the hot series are the ones with Rashad. But otherwise, in a yeah. balanced game, he gets there.
0: Yeah, Rashad White's the same range, 35 to 37. Yeah. Um, Fournette's 36 to 40. So they don't know where they don't wanna like if you have conviction, you just bet one of them. And I think with the with the Dallas front four. I'm going to talk to Sticks about it and see about it. I'm going to ask a couple other people. But, like, I would think you want to protect Brady, not with small Rashad White. You yeah. want it with, you know, bruising Leonard Fournette back there, which means he probably make it to like, a 70-30, you know, snap share instead of a 50-50. So, I like that. Saquon, what do you think you got him at?
1: So, he could be as high as 75.
0: Yeah, low 71, high 75. Yeah. ATN. Low of 76, high of 78. So that's why we both wanted to draft Etienne. that yeah, San Diego right defense or L.A. defense, which is trash. Uh, Four net, though, man, that's shocking to me. 36 and a half rush yards for net. It is.
1: Um, I like Rashad White better. I just think he's a better football player. But I get that, you know, what you said in a passing game, he's definitely a better blocker.
0: There has been some games he's gotten under, you know, 36 and a half so I guess I guess Vegas just want they just want to middle it down the middle I don't or, know
1: or he' said like here's my thing with Rashad white you know one he breaks one level he's 14 15 yards that doesn't happen with fournette so it he it's got to be volume for fournette to get that number
0: it's so crazy though. 36 and a half for no. even and a the, guy who's splitting the backfield it's it's crazy to me Not but a good I, rush
1: defense not a very yeah, good it's rush not a
0: good defense. rush defense and you know Sometimes Tampa Bay overly runs the ball. You know, they might, yeah. this, I've seen possessions, they ran the ball first down, second down, third down, and Brady just walks off the field like, all right, we need to get it first down. Like, yeah. that can easily happen. And if they're winning the game, they're going to try to run it down your throat type of thing. So, I don't know. I kind of like that Leonard Fournette one. I like KJ Osborne. The T. Higgins number is too low as well. So, as of right now, if I had to make some bets, you know, those three are, are kind of standing out to me, but I'll definitely get it uh get with sticks get with see we have some time this Saturday and Sunday uh Dave any bets that you've made already or any bets that you're looking to make
1: yeah I did get um I got Jacksonville plus three when it uh originally spiked up to that number so I'm happy there if for some reason gets crazy and I could get you know and try and play middle game there and gets back to even I, I might play a smaller Chargers bet but so far Jacksonville and Tampa are the two that I've gotten in um really don't know what I'm going to do on the big numbers yet. And I, I think we're all sitting there trying to figure it out. I like the giants as a side. I really do. I just want to get a little closer to that game and, and see a few more injury reports before I'm ready to lock them in.
0: Yeah. My guy sat I think he already jumped on the Jaguars, but I don't know, man, the coaching is like a hundred percent. Like Staley's trash. Yes. Peterson's great. That, that is like a given, but I still, Lawrence is better than he was, but in that last game that I watched closely against Tennessee, like he probably shouldn't have won that game. It was the only reason they won that game is because he was going against Dobbs. He yeah. missed a Jones wide open. He missed a lot of passes. He's better, but I don't think he's better than Herbert. I don't think Jacksonville has as many weapons. The only thing they have is a better coach. Cause Staley is that bad. Like yeah. that, if, if they had any other coach in L.A. I think this game is easily L.A. I still think L.A. wins, but you and John, who I really trust, are both on, on the Jacksonville side. So I don't know, man. It's a tough game. Like I want – I the public in me wants to bet Herbie over Lawrence. But yeah. you guys are probably right, man. I don't know.
1: I, you know, we'll see. There's a little bit other things I like about Jacksonville, just the way that they kind of – played to close out the year and like we said earlier, the Chargers in close games. Um, you know, the once yeah. up with the key number, I, I I really liked it. You know, under the key number, it's a it's definitely a coin flip.
0: It's so stupid that Staley actually like got Bosa hurt and Mike Williams hurt. And and even Herbert was playing like late into the third quarter, fourth quarter. Keenan out Al- Keenan Allen was out there in the fourth quarter. This dude's been he's like forty years old now. <clears throat> he gets hurt every single week. Like why are you playing him in immediately like it makes yep. absolutely no sense. No yep.
1: sense. Hey, And that's them. Like you said, they just don't make any sense.
0: Yeah, so it is what it is. We'll be an expert chat, making lineups. Sticks is going to be, you know, making updates to projections every single day this week. Uh, we're going to be playing every slate, man. Showdown slates every every day. Game-by-game um, game breakdowns will be up on winddailysports.com. Expert chat is where we'll really go through our cores. Give our favorite plays. My props will be in there um, before each game. I'll definitely be betting props on every game. Um, and we got our serious show coming down on Saturday. Golf show, if you missed it, was yesterday. Great show by the guys. Um, a lot more to come. If you have any questions, head over to the Discord. All the information's in the show notes here. Uh, Dave, it's been a pleasure, man, doing another show with you. We've got a couple more of these shows. Love We've it. And a Super Bowl coming up, man. Good luck to your Eagles, man. Well-rested. You get to sit back non-stressful week for you because i know it gets stressful during oh, these yeah. times where your team is in the playoffs so um i'm not gonna be stressing man i'm gonna be stressing my teams my lineups but not not my games man so good luck to everybody have any questions hit us up on twitter hit us up in our expert chat we are out of here have a good first week of the playoff everybody